Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, IDP Army? It's your man, Jordan Reigns, at 50 Shades of Drunk. Got a great show for you guys a little surprise today we are going to be talking our week 10 idp rankings and doing some questions and answers from the the crowd out there watching on youtube um and yeah like i said we got i got a good show for you guys got one of the best rankers in all of idp in the whole game uh and he's gonna he's gonna spit some game for us so stick around it's gonna be a great show As always, want to give a shout out to all the Patreons. Thank you all for helping keep the lights on, bring the show production value and team and quality up consistently. We appreciate you all. Uh, And like I said, I have one of the best IDP rankers in the game, my man, Master IDP. He's verified on Twitter. Leo, how's it going, brother? Hey, Jordan. Thanks for having me on. You can can find me at, at Master IDP on Twitter. Yes, I got sir. Yes, sir. Paid, that, paid that $8. <laughs> hey, now you're, hey, you're the most, sir. Like I said, right before we came on, you're the most verified person we've had on here uh, besides Gary Davenport that's an IDP head. So rock and roll, baby. We're all about it. The more IDP can go up, the better, the better. Um, yeah, I've been trying to get you on for a little while talking to Mace and all that. Um, how's your year been going, man? Just, just tell the people. Yeah, it's been, it's been going great. I mean, I, I just started, uh, being active on Twitter and in May and I Mace was one of the first people I ran into. He's probably one of the, I think the top, the first 10 followers I had on there. I, you know, I'm now up to about 1900, but I mean, May I had five and he was one of the first people I started interacting with. So he's been uh, one of my true uh, Twitter friends on there, but it's been going great. Um, you know, I got into writing some articles. I write an every down linebacker article every week and I got into doing some rankings for fantasy pros and, Currently the the number two IDP ranker um, at Fantasy Pros, uh, trying out some offensive rankings now too. So um, it's been going great. Uh, each week I'm trying to to get a little bit better. That's awesome, man. Yeah, it's been awesome to watch you come in and really like take the scene by storm. You, your rankings are on point. Um, Ryan is on notice. Ryan, if you're out there watching this, um, me, I'm already at the bottom of the barrel as far as rankings. You all know that. But we appreciate Mace and the connections that he was able to bring us you and uh, have you on. Um, everybody go make sure you give my man here a follow. And we're just going to get right to the nitty gritty of it today uh, since we do have the you know verified best ranker around. These aren't his rankings exclusively, but we went ahead and threw my rankings, Mace's rankings, and then Leo's rankings into the Fantasy Pros uh, little little blender, and it's going to spit out a consensus for us. And we're just going to kind of talk about uh, you know the season overall. It is week 10 now, so we do have quite a bit of information, some names that are up here that maybe we didn't think would be here, some names that are maybe a little bit lower we thought would be higher, etc. So um max crosby really coming into his own as we can see here he's our number one consensus is he your number one this week he is my number one and i you know i i wrote about him in the in the summer i mean he he was really due for bigger things than he accomplished last year i mean he he had a lot of pressures 
on the quarterback that didn't necessarily, you know, amount to sacks. So he's, he's been on my radar as, as being a top 10 guy all, all season. And he is my number one guy. I really like the matchup against the Colts this week. Yeah. I mean, double digit sacks in multiple games this last season. Always. I was looking back on his uh, kind of career the other day because I was making some dynasty adjustments and he's, one of my favorite, my favorite, my basically my favorite play is tackles for loss. I think they're so okay. undervalued in real fantasy and or in real football and in real fantasy. I have a clip saved on my Twitter of Luke Keekley saying the exact same thing. Um, Max Crosby, every year he's been in the league, has had double digit tackles for loss and not just double digit, like high numbers. Um, he leads the league right now, I'm pretty sure, still he was, uh, for a while. And he, he always does that. So to me, that's something I always looked at as like an indicator of future success. I know a lot of guys look at pressures and other types of things, but Max Crosby always kind of producing a tackle for loss numbers uh, has been something that made me always very bullish on him. Um, and he, he plays a tremendous amount of snaps too for an edge player. I'm sure that's helps boost him up everybody's rankings. Would you would agree? Yeah. I mean, you know, snaps are still, still pretty king and uh even at defensive line i mean especially at linebacker but you do need you know a big number of snaps at at d-line i mean von miller i mean he's great and everything but you know his snaps are sometimes a little bit lower especially when Buffalo yeah. gets out to a big lead but yeah max crosby great to have those snaps up there tackles for loss pressures all all good things for him yeah yeah so Miles Garrett on our consensus right here, 17. I don't know where he's at for you. Does that feel low, high, or pretty similar to where you have him in your rankings? I just want to talk about because those are two guys yeah. still very young, um, but two of the better, bigger names at pass rush that aren't, you know, TJ Watt or Brian Burns. Yeah, I mean, I I have Garrett at number three. So they're one of oh, the three of us must discrepancy. have one of the three of us must have him a little bit lower. Um, you know, <laughs> I'm I'm also a Browns fan, so I may be a little bit biased, but uh you know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard for me to put Garrett outside of the top five. I mean, you've got you know, Bosa and Garrett and um, and Parsons. I mean, it's hard to to take those guys out of the top five every week. Parsons is just he's different. You know what I mean? He's on that T.J. Watt type of level. Um, got a question here, and I usually run behind on questions, but should I start Parsons or Derwin? So this is kind of a total flex situation. I would lean Parsons. How about you? Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to know what the scoring here is, but yeah, I mean I I generally uh, would go with uh, Parsons. You know he can get some um, big plays and he'll still get some tackles. Um, you know, give me the give me the linebacker guy. You know, making some plays and potentially yeah. scoring a bunch in sacks. Then uh, I, I would lean him. Two almost positionless defensive players there. I mean, really, with Derwin James and Micah Parsons. Um, Let's see anybody else here on this list that we're really looking at. Nuosu, one of our early waiver wire pickups this year, um, has been producing all year. Uh, where do you have him this week? Looks like he's a consensus top 20, 12 guy for us or a top 15 guy there. Yeah, I mean, I, I currently have him at around 25, but I may be a little bit low. I mean, I have been impressed um, with his numbers, especially as of late. He seems to really be picking it up. Um Maybe a little bit low on him, but um, he, he's looked good. Um, I, every week I look at him and I'm like, oh, I, I should have put him up a little bit higher. And it's like, um, just kind of keep moving him up a little bit each week. Yeah, the, looks like he's hit his uh, career best in total tackles already this season, 24 in 2022. Before that, his career high in 17 games was last year. So he's definitely been a surprise this season. Um 
I guess I probably have them a little higher in my rankings just because I've I'm a little bit uh I don't want to say I'm an extremist, but I'm not I after a couple of good games and just say like maybe this is who you are now, you know. <laughs> Let's see if I can Yeah, I mean he's going here. against Tampa Bay and and Tom yeah, Brady. Yeah. So, you know, some of those edge guys don't necessarily, you know, feast off of Brady. So, um, you know, I'm probably down a little bit more this week. Game, multi-stack game. <laughs> well, and then you yeah. have to think, too, he's probably going to be going up against Leonard Fournette, who's the most basic running back in football right now. So tackle for loss opportunity. And I always weigh that in, even though they mm-hmm. don't uh, even though they don't subscribe to fully IDP one, two, three scoring yet on Fantasy Pros, the way I generally do it is because when I give my starts to devising, that's probably why I suck at rankings, honestly. But I do generally kind of lean towards the, the scoring system that, that I believe is what most people use. <laughs> um, and those tackles for loss against Leonard Fournette, that's one thing I look at. I don't know if you ever look at that. And be, maybe you don't in your scoring um, in your weekly just because you do use fantasy pros more. But when I go out to rank a lot, I look at the, the running backs and the quarterbacks a little bit more than like the offensive line. Because I'm like, okay, who like sucks? Like, who's gonna get tackled mm-hmm. behind the line of scrimmage like more than other guys? You know, so I'm like, okay, if I can play a second-rate defensive end who's playing Leonard Fournette, or I can play a first-rate, you know, quote-unquote defensive end who's like maybe playing Nick Chubb, you know, now I'm like, okay, maybe there's a little more upside you know, truly baked into the guy who gets to play the crappy running back because he's going to get him more more behind the line of scrimmage. So I don't know if you ever, like, do you ever think about that whenever you are making your DL lineups? Like, do you ever think about the the running back? Uh, I do that with linebackers, too, because I always, first games I really noticed that was uh, Roquan Smith versus Dalvin Cook two years ago. It was like a Thursday night game. And Roquan Smith had like four tackles for loss on Dalvin Cook. And I was just like, that's something to keep an eye on. Yeah, I mean, with this being my first year in rankings, I mean, you know, linebacker plays such an, a crucial part of, you know, IDP that I, I've been putting a lot of focus really on those individual matchups more on the linebackers. And on defensive line, I'm probably – I'm focusing more, um, you know, like you said, snap counts. I'm looking at pass production. Um, you know, I'm – I'm looking at you know, some of that offensive line matchups, you know, if they're really a weak offensive line, probably I'm not, you know, that far down into looking at run running back matchups, but I'm, you know, I'm factoring in, you know, probably not only the average points that this defense alignment has, but also looking at, you know, the points allowed per defense line. So like, I'm looking at, you know, how much does a Tampa Bay give up to, you know, opposing, opposing defense to end. So I'm kind of looking at it that way you know, Mm -hmm. at the team level, as opposed to, you know, um, kind of diving further down, but this is still my first year doing this. No, I mean, you're really good at it. So I was just curious, kind of picking your brain a little bit. Um, we've got another question here and for whatever reason, my browser kind of screwed up. So I'm trying to get our rankings back up in my computer slow, but I'll try to feel some questions here. This is a good one. Winfield jr. Or Julian love this week. Yeah, got? that's a good one. I mean, you know, Winfield, um, you know, until today, we were a little bit worried about concussions. So, um, you know, I may have to kind of relook at his his ranking. But right now, um, right now, I've got uh, they're right neck and neck. I've got Winfield at 15 and Love at 16. So I'm, you know, toss up. I may Ooh. have to reevaluate Winfield. But um, yeah, I'm, I'd go I'd go Winfield. Winfield? What about you, Jordan? Yeah, I got Winfield. Who do you have, Jordan? 
Uh, I, I don't know who I have ahead. I'm still trying to get our rankings to pull up over here, but I'm pretty sure I have love ahead right now. Let me look real quick. I'll be able to pull up faster on my computer, but I'm probably with you. They're, yeah. they're both, I, I imagine they're both between like 18 and like maybe 30. Maybe a okay. little higher. All right, let's see here. DB yeah, so love, love is going against Houston, um, and so I, you know, that you know Houston, you know, sometimes they they might not get much going on. Um, you know, Winfield going against Seattle, which have been putting up points to line, you know, linebackers and and uh, safety. Yeah. So. I've got. Looks like I have Winfield at eighteen right now, and I have Love at twenty eight. So like I, I, I nailed that range right there pretty well, just off off the <laughs> off the off the cuff from the hip. But that's you know they're gonna be guys I want to play this week. You know I'm gonna try either of them. But if I had to pick one, I'm still gonna go Winfield. You know he rushes the passer so much. And again, as coming from my mindset, which is if you're behind the line of scrimmage, you're more likely to produce a tackle for loss or a sack, which in IDP one two three scoring is a very equitable play. So I'm gonna I'm gonna lean that way when I have the opportunity. And the player who gets used that way, if I have the opportunity, exactly, it's a coin flip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how so much of fantasy is, though. You know what I mean? And you know, it just doesn't work out. All right, here's another good question: Delpit, Carlton Davis, or Woolen? Hmm. Yeah, let me let me check it out here. I'm just gonna let me pull up our consensus. I got our okay, DB yeah. rankings back, so if I'll pull up pull our that consensus up and see what they say. Yeah, my computer's overloaded right now. There's just too much heat on this on the screen right now. Too much IDP heat. Can't handle yeah, it. I just pulled up my rankings and I've got I've got Delpit ahead. Um, you know, he'll be playing the strong safety against the Dolphins this week, and uh, you know the Browns have really been struggling at linebacker, so it's been creating extra opportunities for Delpit who plays the strong state, you know, the closer into the box. So I've got, so Delpit, we got but... Delpit as our consensus 26 woolen as our consensus 24. And then uh, Carlton Davis, where's he at? It's like, he's down a little bit. Man, it looks like he's down low, low. He's all the way down 55. Okay. That's probably That's not, me, coming, but... not coming from me. <laughs> That's probably for me because I, I just went through and did my rankings and I had to put a few guys in and I might have missed dragging him up. So that's probably my fault. Where did you say you have him this week, though? Uh, thirty. I've got him at 34. Um, 34. You know, I think I have, you know, so have Mike Edwards in this, in this area. If you've, if you've got corner, you know, cornerbacks, you know, if you've got a cornerback league, you know, he'll be somebody you want to put in. But generally, exactly. I defer to the safeties if I, if I have to decide between exactly. a corner and a safety. If we're talking, I usually just default assume most people are also playing on sleeper, uh, you know, based on that question. So, you know, general consensus, I totally 100% agree. You're going to want to play your safety over your cornerback, unless it's like those rare scenarios where you have like one of these god cornerbacks, you know, like Marlon Humphrey or um, Trevon Diggs in a juicy looking matchup, something like that. Um, Winfield in my lineup plus Sunday morning. All right, there you go. You're ready to rock. Okay. X is out. Yeah, the Xavier McKinney, is he out? I expect Belton to play box snaps. All right. Yeah, that was a weird – I don't know. Did you read that? Apparently he was four, on a four-wheeler ATV yeah, accident. Yeah, I, I did read that. Yeah, it was kind of surprising because I think they were coming back from by this week and just came out of the blue that you know he's going to be yeah. out this week. Not what you want from a second-year player. I'm not going to say he's goofing off or anything like that. But, I mean, it's just like you don't want to – that's not the headline I wanted to read. Like, oh, Xavier McKinney, like, rolled a four-wheeler, like, on his off week. Like, what? 
chill, my guy, chill. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, all right, so here's a good one, and then we'll go back. Uh, well, there's a good good reason to go over to our linebacker rankings, but pick two: Milano, Levante, or Demario. Okay, yeah, let me let me pull up. I know I know Demario is going to be up there for me. Let me check out the other two. Looks um, like we have consensus. David's at twelve. Demario Davis is at nineteen, and then Milano is at twenty-eight. Let me see what I got here. I've been kind of lowering lowering Milano. I'm always just kind of low on Milano, though. Unfortunately, like I was high on him forever. Man, I got Demario Davis at twenty-two. That's not that's not right. I got to change that. I mean, I've I've got Demario at nineteen, and um, the thing, it's hard to, the, you know, if if Tremaine Edmonds, I'll be monitoring that situation. If Tremaine Edmonds is out, it kind of gives Milano a boost. Um, but yes, I would probably sit Milano unless Edmonds is out. So I'd be prepared to kind of flip those two guys, you know, Levante versus Milano, depending on status of Edmonds. So our consensus is Levante David is number one, and then Demario too. That's that's what it looks like. So I, I would go with those two, but I would be prepared to potentially switch Slide in Milano if need be. Yeah. Nice, nice. All right. Yeah, I don't know where I have Milano this week in my rankings. Yeah, I'm a little lower on than I probably should be too. That's why you're the, that's why you're here to help mm -hmm. people save them from me. <laughs> yeah, I mean Buffalo plays Minnesota. I mean I think Minnesota has been putting up decent points to to linebackers, so I, I could see. What yeah. about Taki Taki? He's a guy that uh, is kind of one of these. He, for me, he was kind of how I viewed Alex Highsmith. Like he was my Alex Highsmith the year before, like kind of an edge guy, but can also maybe be a play some linebacker. Um, but he hasn't really panned out, panned out. I don't know, though. Do you have any strong takes on Taki Taki at the moment? Well, just like we just talked about with, you know, Milano getting a boost. I mean, it looks like, uh, you know, Jeremiah Usu koromoa for the Browns, JOK. Looks like he, you know, he if he doesn't play, that really gives a boost to playing time for Taki Taki. So yeah, again, I'm monitor. You know, it's so important to to monitor injuries and in IDP. So like if JOK is out, you know, Taki Taki is probably going to be 80 percent playing and he'll be put up decent numbers. I currently have him ranked uh, LB 42. Um, you know, so kind of you know in you know a little bit lower, you know, the LB four range. But yeah, um, yeah, it's you know, you know, Deion Jones, I you know taki taki played more snaps than Deion jones last week yeah i could flip this week so you know you, there's a little bit of risk but if jok is out they really don't have much behind those two guys so mm -mm. um I'd, taki, I'd taki. Throw him in. you could yeah, you could throw him in exactly like you could throw him i don't think he's going to be anything prolific but if you need to in a pinch uh you could you could do worse not a lot worse but you could do worse uh yeah. denzel ward i don't know i mean in my eyes the browns defense isn't just i don't know like billy said on the channel early in the season he's like people realize the browns defense is not that good um so maybe he gets picked on i don't know what are your thoughts i don't do a lot of cornerback specific yeah. analysis. I, I generally i don't i don't put too much weight into cornerbacks i mean give, yeah. give me the, the, the safeties all day but if you're in a cornerback league and they play the dolphins this week um that could I, be a, a lot of tackles out there yeah, I mean Ward. I mean Ward is more of an outside guy, I would think. So I don't know that he'd be going up against, you know, you know a slot guy. I assume Hills in the slot. Um, so I, yeah, I'm not Hills sure. Hills everywhere. Hills in the yeah. backfield. He's out wide. He's in the slot. He's lined up at running back. Tyree Kill yeah. special. Another one of those Ward, positionless yeah. football players. 
Yeah, Ward's a decent, decent cornerback option, but again, give me give me the safety. Um yeah. Sam Wild, like Woolen, the, yeah. Blake Martinez right retiring white when he's getting himself back. At least he allowed me to slide Lou Boone in my starting lineup last <laughs> night. Yeah, at least he let you know before like Friday, you know. I, that was kind of a weird thing with, with him because he, you know, putted around, got on a team. He plays on the practice squad, just like working out, I guess. And then finally he gets a situation where he can go play. That to me, that there might be more of an indication to the overall disarray of the organization than anything to do with Blake Martinez because he's only what 25, 26 years old. I mean, he was one of the highest paid linebackers like this time two years ago, and he's just retiring. I think he's 28, but is he that old now? Jeez Louise. Yeah, I'm pretty sure from what I still pretty young I mean, for a linebacker. Well, yeah, young. That's still yeah, there's still a few years left in that in yeah. his body, but um Maybe she saw the writing was on the wall and yeah, you know, I wouldn't that organization. Yeah, I think you're right. You're right on point that the organization, there's there's a lot of stuff going on there that people yeah. just don't want to be part of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, they just cut a first round pick. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. Uh, Cake says, I have Mahomes, Saquon. But, but, all right, I'm going to skip through your defense or offensive question today, my guy. Come back on Sunday morning. Uh, Blake Martinez broke my heart. Yeah. He was about to mm. get over 30 again this week. <laughs> yeah, he, he built you up and he let you down. Yeah, it was funny. I, I somehow managed to to miss putting him in my rankings on Thursday, and I, I got somebody calling me out on it. And, oh. and I put him I put him in on, on Thursday night. And, you know, after the football game on Thursday night, I put him in my rankings, and I put him in at linebacker six. And then, <laughs> then it's like – and it's Friday. I'm pulling him out already. So it's like <laughs> I didn't even have him in there for 24 hours. And um, oh man, football. I mean, that the only constant is change. That's it. I mean, if you have a constant in your formula that's not just nothing, everything is wrecked. It's wrong. Uh, Evans played. James is a lock. Two linebackers, one safety plus a flex. I have Harris, Kirksey, Morrow, and Rodrigo out. Love. Belton or Rodney McLeod. All right. So two linebackers and a safety and a flex. You already have one of your linebackers played. James is a lock. So is your safety spot. So you need a linebacker and a flex. I would maybe consider playing both of the linebackers for Houston. Wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, that's, I, I might go, I might go Morrow and yeah. Morrow and Kirksey, but you could make an argument for, for Harris as well. Um, but I, I'd probably go Kirksey and Morrow right now. I, you know, I think with uh, Roquan being out, it gives Morrow a few more opportunities than than he had yeah. before. Fair, fair. Who do they play this upcoming week? It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be like a good game, right? The Chicago game. Yeah, they play uh, Detroit. Which Ooh, you know, that's gonna be fun. Points. That's such a fun. That's like such. Uh, there's sometimes these games that come up where it's like it's such an interesting little microcosm. Like last night's game. I watched like I'll be real with every one of y'all. I watched like the first twenty minutes and like twenty minutes, not on like the play clock, like twenty minutes, so like nine minutes of football. And then I watched Harry Potter. That shit was boring, <laughs> straight up. I put on Harry Potter. The extended editions are on Peacock. There's a little free, you know, Matthew Barry hit me up, um, little Peacock, uh, little working that in there. But uh, I watched Harry Potter and I don't feel like I missed much. <laughs> Mr. Brian Burnsack, you know, I'll take it. I'm happy for him. But that game, Chicago, Detroit. So many interesting storylines from quarterbacks to running backs to records. And then it's just an actual division rivalry that's like interesting. So, um, yeah, I might throw Moro in just to get a little action. I and mean, maybe just throw in Moro and Rodrigo if you want to get real crazy. 
<laughs> well, he's saying Rodrigo's out. Or, or oh, would I have a question? Out. And yeah, Barnes, Derek Barnes. I guess we could quickly. You want to talk about Derek Barnes? How are you kind of approaching him? He had a big game this last week, kind of out of nowhere. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. So the question mark is we don't know if Rodrigo is going to play. I think he was. I think he had limited practices. Nobody in the week thought he had a chance to play this week, but um, he put in two limited practices. So it's, it really is a question mark. Um, yeah. But if Rodrigo's out, it does give Barnes a big boost. And I think I saw somewhere that he's got some other position eligibility. Do you know on sleeper? Yeah, he on on position on sleeper here. I'll pull it up. He's DL and linebacker eligible. And I pointed that out to people like week two. And I was like, yo, for a young guy, I don't know if he'll have it forever, but that's valuable stuff, you know? Yeah. So if Rodrigo's is out, is if Malcolm Rodriguez is out, and Barnes, you know, is in there, you know, if Barnes is available and you can put him in a D line, like you're not going to find, you know, much better options out there. No, you're not as a plug and play guy. Definitely mm -hmm. not 12 tackles and a sack. I mean, to get 12 tackles out of a player, you can put in a defensive line spot. I mean, they don't make them like that. They just don't exist. Um, so that's like free money right there. Yeah. So I definitely be definitely monitor Rodrigo on, on, on that but um yeah well i mean yeah yeah and they obviously like him more my 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 flip take on that is if he's on your waiver wire and dynasty for any reason whatsoever make sure he's not because i mean mm -hmm. eventually anzalone is going to go away you know mm -hmm. eventually the whole organization is going to be flipped on its head a 23 year old linebacker is something that i think is probably going to last and if this dl ld lb tag lasts that's, that's some value you really can't recreate out there in, in fantasy land yeah, I mean, I assume it won't last for next year, but if yeah, if something happens to one of those guys, it sounded like Barnes played really well this past week. It sounded like the coaching staff was really happy with what he did. So they, you know, they might be buying into him for for a change. I don't think they were really putting him out there too much, but maybe this will turn the corner for him. Richie asking a defensive question, Pittsburgh or Arizona. Richie and everyone in the crowd, <laughs> this is my moment to tell you that if you play defensive fantasy football, you should stop. <laughs> Stop doing it. It's, it. it's it's disrespectful. It's rude. And I refuse to answer that question. Play with the players or don't play. All right. And also, I love you and it's okay, you know, but I just go find somebody else to answer that. Um, afternoon, gents. Full PPR, Judy or Josh Palmer. That's how I feel, Trey. Um, I'll answer this quickly. I'll probably go sure. Judy here. Yeah, I think I think I would go Judy as well. I think he's got a, a decent chance to do something this week. Here's a here's a good one uh, from J2K Punisher coming through a couple times today. Everyone throw a little uh, thumbs up out here. We appreciate it. Sorry, guys. One more question. Don't be sorry. No, no problem there. Just saw that Jalen Petrie is available. Small IDP, but who do I keep and trade or keep and start Petrie out of Petrie and Winfield? I think I'm still going to stay with Winfield there. It's, I mean, it's close. It's a toss up. I, I have Petrie slightly ahead, but you know, I, may, I may have discounted Winfield a little bit with the concussion earlier. So I'm, I'll have to re, re look at that one. But I, right now, I've got Petrie ahead. All right. All right. IDP flex Tremaine Edmund. If Tremaine Edmonds does not play Zadarius, Hamlin, or Brisker. Ooh. Okay. I would say that even if Tremaine plays, I would consider playing Hamlin and Brisker over him personally. Um, 
I know we had a lot of tackles the last few weeks, um, but just as a general rule of thumb, that's not like a Tremaine Edmonds is not somebody that you're necessarily going to uh, miss tremendously from your lineup. I have found. Where's he at right now in the year? 10. Well, dang, he's had three triple digit in a row. That's not bad for him. That's pretty big for him. But again, I mean, they're just tackles, though. 13 <laughs> points this last week. I mean, he just doesn't offer much else. Yeah. I like Brisker just because he's everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, he's in the backfield. He's downfield picking balls off. Like, give me a guy like that. Um, so that's probably where I would head. What about you? Yeah, so he, if he's saying Edmonds is out, he's got the, th- the choice between the three. So, I mean, you know, first off, between Brisker and Hamlin, I'm, I'm going Brisker. And then then you're looking at two different positions, and you've got Brisker and Zadarius Smith in it probably really comes down to how much how much weighted is in sacks. I mean, if, if sacks are really weighted, you may want to go to Zedarius, but my default would go to, to be go with Brisker here. I agree, I agree with you there. Yeah. I'm the, I'm the, no, and I always tell people, you know, like when it comes down to things like this, for me, and I mean, I don't know if this makes me old school, but it's just like, who do you want to watch play more? Who do you want to see have more success? Like, are you going to be watching the Vikings game? Then put in Zedarius Smith. Like, enhance your experience. Are you going to be watching – the Bears game, then put in Brisker. Enhance your experience. You know what I mean? That gives you someone to root for, too. So if it comes down to, like, either or, you know, like that, like, that's always for me, that's always my final call is, like, who am I going to be watching? Who do I want to root for? How can I make my football watching experience, you know, better? Um, you know. All right. Uh, offensive question. We'll slide by that today. Love you all. Um, Hargrave or Draymond Jones? Sacks, eight points. Well, that, yeah, that's pretty decent for, for sacks. I mean, I assume that's got the, the built-in for tackles for loss in there, too, and, you know, the tackle points. Probably. Um, yeah. you, you know, probably assume that. But let me let me pull up. Uh, or Barnes over them, too. And so I guess that means we're talking, again, sleeper, and that'll default to a DL position. So if you have the option to play Barnes, I would definitely skew that way. If Even if Rodrigo's not out, I might skew that way. But – um. Man, Hargrave and Draymond Jones are both beasts, though, from the interior. Yeah, I mean, Har- Hargrave, I mean, I, I have him slightly ahead. I, I like his his matchup, you know, with Washington. Um, and he really had a strong week. On, I think he played Thursday last week and really showed up there. So um, I'm, I'm going with Hargrave right now. I mean, you know, defensive tackle, sometimes I, you know, knock down a little bit. But, you know, he's looked pretty good the last last few weeks. So um, I, I would go him. But, yeah, with if rodriguez is out you know i I probably would try to maybe roll the dice you know with upside with barnes um but eight eight point sacks um probably still go barnes if 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 he's free nice nice all right y'all are blowing up the chat i'm gonna pull back over to the rankings though and uh take advantage again of our man leo giving us some of his precious time um want to hit on bobby wagner where do you have him this week looks like he is a consensus back end linebacker one now for us i think it took me about four weeks to really come to terms with the fact that he's not like a top end linebacker just period and definitely like not for fantasy right now um Mm -hmm. How, how, what, what, how have you been coping? How have you been coping? <laughs> I don't know if I've been coping. I mean, I, 
I think last week was probably the first week I pulled him down. And of course he goes, he goes off. I mean, I, I know. No. And I, yeah, a hundred percent. Cause I had kind of the similar experience. I was like, Oh, he's probably not that good. But I was like, well, I'll still just pull him down to like six or seven, six or seven. And I think I finally dropped him down. And like, I was like, I know he's going to get like a zillion points. This yeah. Week. <laughs> it's funny how fantasy works that way. As soon as you, you bring somebody up, they, they show out and, uh, you know, Wagner did yeah. that last week. I mean, I mean, his tackles were still, you know, he had a lot of tackles, but it, the rest of his production wasn't, wasn't that high. Like he didn't fill yeah. up the stat, the other stat sheet. So yep. even though he was the top linebacker tackles, he wasn't the top scorer because, you know, he just didn't mm-hmm. put up enough in the other areas. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, really not being overly disruptive this season, only two sacks on the year. Not that like that sacks are everything, but he's usually one of those linebackers that can get home. Yeah. And one of the, one of the things that makes it hard to, evaluate him as that you know with save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get 16 ounce packs of flavorful angus 90 lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious coca-cola pepsi or 7-up all with your card shop these deals at your local kroger less than five miles away or tap the screen now to download the kroger app to save big today kroger fresh for everyone Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Ernest Jones snaps kind of fluctuating, going up and down. And when, you know, Wagner can be more productive when there's only one linebacker out there. But like when Ernest Jones is out there, he steals a bunch of stuff from Wagner. So um, it's, you know, you really don't know what they're going to do each week on matchup to matchup. You can try and do your best to guess. But um, I've got Wagner right now at six. I'm probably probably higher than most, you know, but I, because I've kind of believed in them all, all season. So I've kind of still haven't adjusted all the way down. Let's see. Consensus is 12 overall, but uh, yeah, so I'm 12 overall. Looks like he's 11 for the group. I'm still trying Um, to go. Yeah. Yeah. 64 total tackles on the season, three for a loss, four quarterback hits. So he turned two of those into sacks. That's pretty good. Two passes defended. Um, I mean, it's just it's been pedestrian so yeah. far. Not bad, not terrible, but it's just like, you know, for Bobby Wagner, you know, you would maybe think that there would be a forced fumble or even a fumble recovery somewhere. I mean, he's playing with the Jalen. He's playing football with Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, right? Like, aren't these the mm-hmm. two best defensive players in football? How are they not making enough disruptive plays to where a guy as savvy as Bobby Wagner mm-hmm. has more meaningful football under his belt this season? So, um. I don't think he's completely like down and out either per se, but it's been an adjustment to kind of realize, you know, he's kind of in that, that mold of just a thumper, you know, just a Denzel Perryman, you know, you're Mm -hmm. not going to get a lot of exciting stuff from Bobby Wagner this year. So that's been a little bit of an adjustment dynasty. The move is to definitely trade him away in a lot of assets right now. People are overvaluing that are a little older. Um, Yeah, no, he's definitely a, a, definitely a sell candidate, but, uh, if I go back to my draft rankings, I'm pretty sure I had him at one or two. So, speak um, of the devil, Denzel Perryman, relevant mm-hmm. now all of a sudden. Uh, Diablo, yeah. see you later. Blake Martinez, adios. <laughs> yep, Perryman's Perryman's up there. I, yeah, he's at 23 he, for our consensus. I'm interested in where I have him right now, but he's definitely he's a name that made a lot of people a lot of money last year in fantasy. Yeah, I have him at 10, so I think you guys may be a little bit low on him. Yeah. I think if he if he plays, you know, there's really nobody else there. And they're, they have yeah. a great matchup, too. So there's two things going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, I adjusted my ranking you know, yesterday to, and, and bumped them up. So you, if he plays, I think, uh, you know, he's a top 12 guy, I think, this week. 
not necessarily all season, but for this week, he's got a good shot. Yeah. Khalil Mack, um, I don't know where you have him. He started out the season hot. I just it's kind of weird what's been going on with the the Chargers, don't you think? Like it feels like they should be just a better overall football team in general, just based on so much, but they're just not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks it looks like you guys have them a little bit higher. Um, you know, I have them at linebacker fifty three. I mean, I really consider him more in the. I'm in the line. I'm in the DLs right now. Yeah. I, I switched over. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, well, I don't know I, if that would change where you have yes, or not, yes. but yeah, definitely yes. not that high in the linebackers. But against okay, San Francisco, yes. you know, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, not like you know, it's not like okay, it's a yeah. crazy hard matchup per se. Okay, gotcha. I didn't I didn't switch over, so I have him at at. 20 for dealing all right see so our consensus is pretty close there yes yes i was i thought you were still over on linebackers no that's that's my bad that's my bad you're all good um yeah yeah he's been he's been kind of up and down um you know i think some people expected a little bit more out of him at at this point Um, yeah he started out so hot i mean what do you have like three two or three sacks in the first game and i think he's only has like five or six on the season still so That'll definitely be a little bit of a letdown. Man. Well, we'll feel, go ahead and field some questions from the chat again uh, for a little bit here and maybe talk about some of the surprises this year. I don't know about a surprise for you, but um, Matthew Judon with the most sacks in the league right now is definitely on the, uh, the surprise list for me. Yeah, I don't think many many people had that on their their bingo card this year to have Judon <laughs> be uh, leading the league in sacks. But uh, you know, you would expect it would to be you know Miles Garrett, T.J. Watt, you know, yeah, Parsons, even Crosby or Aaron Donald. But yeah, to to see Judon up there, you know, he's been consistent. It's like every week, you know, yeah, every week, up, but, getting, every week uh, he's getting something done. He yeah. I just, I just, I just have this funny memory of Matt Matthew Judon last year um, when they played the Bills, and he like jumped off sides or something like two times in a row, and I just remember they got down in the red zone and Belichick pulled him off the field. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, man, even Belichick don't let nobody get away with nothing. <laughs> no, he sure doesn't. And Belichick no. plays those matchups too. So and I'm pretty sure, and I'm pretty sure the very next like that play, they went to his side and they scored. And I was like, Belichick knew that was gonna happen. He still pulled his ass off. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, that's crazy. That's probably why he's had the craziest year of his career right now. He's just doing exactly what he's told. <laughs> yeah, no, um, he, he's been up. He's been up there in the top of my. I mean, I play in when I play in MFL. He's a linebacker, so it's. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I switch him over into D line, he's he's always near the near the top of my my grouping. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, there's only looks like we only have six players right now on the season in double digit tackles for loss. Yeah, he's uh, on bye this week, so um, yeah, he's not in our rankings. But that's why. Well, I mean, even even more, almost you know, I'm interested to see where he'll land after this week. See how he can hold up uh, with those sacks. See if he can hold that top spot. But 13, 13 tackles for loss was a Darius and Max Crosby. Then eleven. For Jonathan Allen, and then 10 for Matt Judon, 10 for Deron Payne, and then 10 for Brian Burns. Those are the only guys that are in double-digit tackles for loss so far this season. Um, and then the only one that has double-digit sacks this season being Matt Judon. So let's see what we got going on over here in the chat. Uh, also, Sanborn, Taki, Taki, or Quay for LB3 this week. I'd probably play Quay of those three. Yeah, I think I think Quay is the way to go, and especially especially if Devondre Campbell's out, I think Quay is is the play here. I mean, 
you could go Sanborn if you want to be, you know, if you want to ride a rookie, but um, you know, right now he's just kind of a tackle machine. Um, you know, I think Quay has a little bit more flexibility yeah. to, to score in other areas. Yeah. And he doesn't, has not necessarily always had all the snaps and he's still been pretty good this year. Mm-hmm. The ultimate linebacker crew, Rodrigo, Werner, and Luvu, shout out. <laughs> Sounds like a boy band. Yeah, sacks give them a total of 12. Ooh, okay. So that league you was talking about, they look sounds like the stack sacks stack up even higher. Okay, that's that's a big number. Yeah. Yeah. It's like what would that be? Like a 60 yard touchdown? 30 or 50 yard touchdown if you're PPR. Yeah, I saw I saw somebody asked me a question start sit question this week, and they had they had three points for tackle and three points for assists. And I'm like, that's crazy. Like, so all your defensive guys are outscoring your offensive guys. And he he showed me a stat of Jefferson and you know, Justin Jefferson against yeah, you know, like Josie Jewell or something. And it's like kind of crazy how <laughs> yeah, how crazy, crazy. I bet. Numbers. Yeah. I mean, there's been a couple of guys that had crazy tackle numbers this year. I mean, if you start getting up that 16, 17, I mean, you could be pushing 50, 60 points and you haven't even actually made a really meaningful fantasy play. You haven't had a tap. Maybe none of those are tackles for loss. So mm-hmm. letting crazy. guys get down the field. Couple of wins. Love those late. Love those IDP wins. Love when you're counting on those guys and they come through. You know what I mean? Sack, tackle for loss. I mean, batted balls, whatever it is. You pay a lot more of attention all of a sudden. Um, and it means something to you, you know? Go get his jersey. Let him know. Mm-hmm. Got for free off waiver wire early last year. Love that more, even more, too. No better feeling. And an IDP, just because, again, we were talking about this before we came on. There's a lot of IDP content out there, but there's the quality IDP content for various reasons, whatever you call it. You know, there isn't a whole, whole lot of that. And when you get, a, you know, a guy like Matthew Judon on your team, you know, if you, you heard that early somewhere and they made that up for you and now you have him on your team this a year later, you know, that that's huge. You know, I mean, he's only 30 years old. He's been one of the better pass rushers, but he was on waiver wire somewhere um, because somebody wasn't told, you know, the proper information or whatever you want to call it. Or wasn't hyped up the right way. So, <clears throat> love to see that win. What we got here? We have Sanchi in here. He says, I have Cole Holcomb stashed on my bench, but what are you guys' thoughts on him rest of season? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like he might not play this week, but, uh, you know, if you don't need him, you know, if you don't need him till next week or the week after, I I have him up pretty high as far as linebacker. So, I, I like him in the top 20 linebacker moving forward after he gets, gets healthy. So, if you've got the room, to stash him on your bench until he's healthy. I, I like him. I mean, he, he outplays Jam Jamin Davis. So like, you know, he's yeah. going to be the number one guy every, every week. And um, yeah, I, I think he's a tackle machine. So I, yeah. I like him. I think you hold on to him if he's healthy. Yeah. He'll, he'll have a, he, he's a linebacker. He, he, he'll be around for a while. I would definitely keep him. Um, And like you said, those totals, those tackle totals, nothing overly crazy, but you probably didn't have to pay up much for him either. So he, he's returning good value. Any word on TJ Watt or Campbell? We talked. We said that uh, Watt is going to be on snap count this week. Yep, that sounds like yeah. That, I mean, I know and, people throw the the word pitch count around, but I'm like, come on, we gotta we gotta be talking football terms here. Uh, talk snap counts, but um, but yeah, it sounds like he's going to be limited in how much playing time he's going to get this week. So it's going to be a risk reward type thing, you know, play for you. Um, and then Campbell, I know I looked at injury report and he didn't practice Wednesday and Thursday. Um, you know, obviously they're probably practicing right now, so we'll have to kind of check back in on Friday. But generally, guys that don't practice Wednesday, Thursday, you know, generally don't make it back um, for Sunday. Yeah, 
if he if he can if he go if he's a go though you definitely want to put him out there coming off not his biggest game but the game before that was his biggest game of the year and while it wasn't prolific by any means leading up to that still double digit floor you can count on he's got a really nice ceiling there yep tj watt is oh my computer's frozen tj watt plays this week please going this week yeah i'm playing him 100 <laughs> percent yeah it's hard tj watt on 20 snaps is worth your other dl's on 80. <laughs> yeah, you probably don't. You probably don't have a better D line on your your team. I mean, if you've got them, you play them. I mean, unless you're in some weird league where you manage to have one of those other top ones, but generally unless people don't a, have a points per top. snap league. You know, <laughs> I haven't seen one of those yet. <laughs> well, I'm sure some jackass has got one somewhere, and he raves <laughs> about it to anybody that'll listen. <laughs> I got Jonathan Allen and Draymond Jones to replace. Did Washington not play this week? Oh, yeah. I know their bye week isn't coming up. I think he's asking to replace somebody else. I assume he wants us to pick between those two guys, I think. I think that's the question. Mm. Why did I pull up a defense? That's gross. I mean, I I would start Jonathan Allen over Draymond Jones if that's the question. Yeah. I assume he's got to replace – or unless he's asking about TJ Watt, I'm not sure. Yeah, what's up? What's up, Jared? Look, give us a little more clarity on that question. We would love to send you in the wrong direction. I mean, the right direction. <laughs> Brad Gilbert says, Vets versus prospects. Two DEs between Ebucam, Ward, Boogie, or Pascal. Oh, I like that. I like the way you frame that. Vets versus prospects. Man, I'm going to miss Hubbard. Yeah, you don't realize how much you miss these boring-ass players until they're not in your lineup anymore and you're staring down the barrel of, if you can, Ward, Boogie, and Pascal. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, Pascal snuck into my line into my rankings this week, but um, you know, Boogie, Boogie's the one who had that. He forced that turnover on Josh Allen, right? That was Boogie Basham. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Oh, I can't, can't remember. I haven't been following him too much. I um, think there, the thing is, I think there's like two Boogies in the league right now that are edge rushers. So okay, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you which. Who are we talking about? I think. Um, yeah, okay, so Boogie Basham. Okay, Boogie Basham is on Buffalo, so I know that was okay. wrong. There okay. is another guy named Basham, though. I think he's the um, he's the yeah, other guy, like a, the, the edge yeah. rusher. Uh, I like Abicon, but I, it says here he's got a questionable mark, so you'll have to look into that. But um, I currently have Abicon ahead. Um, once you get past that, I mean. I've got Pascal slightly ahead of Ward, but it's really just pick your favorite guy between yeah, those. Pick your poison. Um, yeah, I mean, we're pretty far down the D line list here at this point. That you just pick pick your favorite guy. Yeah, I'm looking here too at the snap numbers for Boogie. <clears throat> I probably wouldn't play him. I mean, he's he's floating in that like 25 percent. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I would just even I would. That's one of those rare times where even if he was the most talented guy in the world, he's not T.J. Watt. So I I would eliminate him probably pretty easily. Yeah, he's not in my top seventy, so I didn't, yeah. yeah I don't have him. Eliminate. Uh, yeah. Which one would you play over the other? Okay, so over Allen or Draymond? I'm I want Allen. Allen. Yeah. yeah. Hope we got that for you. Great job, guys. I have Devondre and Werner, so I need a flex. I can pick up Sanborn, Gay, or Christian Harris. 
or DBs Hamlin, Hooker, or Duggar. Ooh, so it must be pretty shallow league. Those are some some pretty nice guys there. What are your thoughts? I mean, I would go with one of those linebackers that it, um, I think it disappeared. I forget the, the names. Um, there was Harris, like Harris, Sanborn. And... I'm trying to get this to where it's not covering your face. There we go. Okay, <laughs> so it's okay, so Sanborn and Gay. So let me um, – I would probably go. I would probably go Sanborn. Um, I'm just reading. I'm just reading here that it says Shaq Leonard is out this week. Um, oh, shocker! Didn't see okay, that. Coming. Yeah, that, <laughs> I've never seen that come across the timeline before. Yeah, well, it just it shows I'm on Fantasy Pros, and it's like he's in my rankings, and it says out now, which wasn't there before. So, um, making adjustments. Breaking news time. here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. I would go Sanborn over over Gay. I mean, Gay's his snap counts can kind of fluctuate a little bit. You don't know how much yeah. Andy Reid is going to play him. Sanborn, good matchup against Detroit. Um, you know, I think he'll get a bunch of tackles. Like Morrow really isn't the guy, but uh, Sanborn, you know, showing potential. Um, um, is there is there is there a case here for Ham Ham Hamlin? Even though I know he's the D, he's the DB of the group or one of them, but um, I mean, seven, seven, ten, twelve, a sack, half a sack back in the day. He's got a pretty nice floor. Gets Minnesota. There could be a little upside there. Feeling feeling crazy. You want to throw in a DB over a linebacker, or is that sacrilege? So for for me, it's it's still you know sacrilege. sacrilege. I mean, I, I have. I mean, I have. Um, Hamlin at DB eleven versus Sanborn at linebacker twenty seven. So, you know, they Sanborn. start they start coming close together. Um, you could you can make an argument either way. I wouldn't have a a problem with it, but you know, I generally defer to the the linebackers. Yeah, and I, that's that's the that's the right answer generally. I like to I like to be crazy. I like, I might throw in Hamlin just because I'm wild. <laughs> uh, and Groot is maybe injured. Terrell Basham. That's it. Is his older brother. That's it. Okay. Thank you, Brad. <sighs> Takes a village. Uh, your Bynum vision didn't work out either. <laughs> yeah, missed on that one. Uh, the backstory on that is like three weeks ago, I had a dream on Saturday night, and I told everybody, and the dream was in my dream, Xavier McKinney got a sack, and then that Sunday he got a sack. And then last week, I had a dream Saturday night that Bynum got a sack. I don't know why I dream about this stuff. <laughs> crazy. But I told everybody on the live stream, I said, if it happens again, we might have something here. But it didn't happen. So. Uh, I, was, I thought you were going to be Nostradamus. Your rankings might get I a know, little right? better. I, mean, I was like, hey, <laughs> if it works, it works. Uh, Put some money on Kirby, that, yeah. Kirby Joseph fools gold. He plays mostly deep, but is so explosive. Yeah, my whole – you guys know my shtick. You know, where guys line up is – one of the very last details that I care about, generally speaking, um, you know, it's one of the least, you know, it's important, but it's not the, the highest on my priority list. He had a good week this last week. Um, you know, I, I would, I would say, go look at what people said about Deshaun Elliott before this year. You know I mean? Things change. Guys can change. Situations can change. 10, uh, you know, tackles this last week. Fool's gold. I don't know. I feel like that's a little strong. Um, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, there's there's some truth to what he's saying. I mean, you know, you do you do want to keep an eye on those deep snaps. I mean, but production is production. If a guy's producing, then he produces. So, um, 
yeah, do I have I have Deshaun Elliott way higher? I mean, he's he's mm-hmm. a better play, but you know, Kirby Joseph also has has some potential. I mean, I'm looking up where I currently have Joseph. I mean, um, it's got a questionable mark on him, but I, I mean, I've got him at DB fifty nine. I mean, so pretty 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 far down compared. This is the best ranker guy, so if he's <laughs> out, you should be out. Don't listen um, to me. But yeah, there is some fools go to those. You know, generally those guys that play deep don't produce much, and so I, I put a little bit more weight into it. But you know, Marcus Williams was proving me wrong in Baltimore earlier in the season. A couple of those could, other guys, you could string together a fun narrative too that you know Justin Fields is so dynamic that he's going to get past that first line and that second line, and it's it's going to be up to Kirby Joseph, you know, to really do it. So you could string that narrative together too if mm-hmm. you really wanted to. But I won't do that. I, I'm with you if you're ranking him at low fifties. I mean, he'll probably be sitting in, you know, that sounds like game to me. Um, So appreciate that. Kirby, fool's gold. At least the word gold's in there, right? So maybe, you know, we can refine it. You know, we'll do some alchemy. We'll come back this next week. Oh, I know. I just accidentally clicked out of this, but I want to draw everybody's attention here to the fact that Albert O was dropped in my Dynasty League. Um, Just just remember to hold certain things loosely in fantasy. And hold other things tightly, okay? And one of the things that you should hold most tightly to is production. And one of the things you should hold least tightly to is gas for players whose entire projection is riding on a deep metric he got to pay for. All right, mm-hmm. there we go. <laughs> he was he was definitely a hot name on, on Twitter over the, the so summer. So hot. And you could only have one take, and that was that he was good or he was going to get good. It couldn't yes. be that he's exactly what it looks like he is. It's not that great. Mm-hmm. That wasn't allowed. No, no, no. Because this graphic from this company with this guy's name on it says something. Anyway, we. Yeah, we I'm, I'm more of a, you know, I'll play the middle. I, I'm not buying all, all the hype on all these guys. I, 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 yeah. Them, yeah. I think I had him ranked like 25. I was like, you know what? If you want me to bring him up my rankings, I'll put him at 25. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, all right. So trade Pittman for Keenan Allen. Um, I would I want either of those guys on my team for real. <laughs> um, so get rid of both of them. I don't know. What's your take on that? I know we haven't been talking offense, but I, if, if I can help people get out of a you know dead weight, I like to help. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I have Keenan Allen in in one of my leagues, and he's been just clogging up my roster for every week. I'm like, when's he coming back? When's he going to come back? Um, yeah, I haven't been I haven't been following Pittman that much, but I think he's been underperforming as well oh he's, he's been air- massively underperforming and now he doesn't have a quarterback not that he ever had one to begin with um you know again another one of these guys that the deep metrics you know the knights of summer is what i call them there's hundreds of them on twitter he's got these analysts they're only good and that's why you're so amazing and i'm so glad you're here because you're good at this shit week to week you don't you don't need like a six or seven month platform to like just refine and build your glass castle you know what i mean like your shit's good every single week, and I really do appreciate you coming out here and uh, spitting game for everybody. But, um, you know, Pittman is one of those guys where it's like there's not much there. There never was much there. He had a 1,000 yards barely by the skin of his nuts playing like a zillion snaps last year, getting like the third most targets in the league, and he barely, barely <laughs> made it to a 1,000 yards. And people yeah. had him as a consensus top 12 receiver coming into this year. Consensus top 12 receiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Even I mean, my ranking him in the 30s couldn't bring him down <laughs> enough to get him out of the top 12, y'all. Wow. Yeah, I think I think 
you know, people influenced me to to be rank him a little bit higher, but I didn't I didn't buy I didn't draft him anywhere. I didn't. What about Cody Barton? Uh, Where were you at with Cody Barton coming into the year? Were you? Uh... <laughs> I was. I was probably on the wrong side of that one. I I kept I my mouth thought... shut on that all year because everybody else did it. I was like, I don't have a strong opinion, but if I were, it would probably be the opposite of everyone's, just because <laughs> everyone is so sure of it. And yeah, I mean, I mean, I had. I think pretty sure I had him in the linebacker thirty range, um, which is go. probably higher. Was better than most people, and I, you know, I bought into. But Seattle defense having, you know, somebody else has to produce next to Jordan Brooks. I mean, he's got potential. I mean, he does. He's, he's, yeah. My he thing really... was he'd been there for like three or four years already at that point. And I well, was yeah, like, I mean, what's, I mean, like we kind of, again, once a guy kind of shows you who he is, that's just who he is for a while. You're exactly uh, right. I mean, I've, I, I bought him and, you know, I picked him up for free in a dynasty league in his rookie year. And I just, Finally, I dropped him last year, and I'm just like, I can't hold him any longer. You know, he is what he is. But you know, then yeah, it looks like they're losing trust in him. I mean, I don't know for sure. Yeah, his snaps are way down. Yeah, yeah. He's, you, he you don't want to have team. him. He was a special teams guy before this. You know, kind of he kind of ended up with a default position, and yeah, it just it is what it is. You want Jordan Brooks, or you really don't want anybody. Uh, we'll field another off top. There's two more offensive questions, so we'll go ahead and answer them since we're getting close to the end here should i trade olave no for pit oh for a group for Pittman, dylan and jay robinson Ooh, that's actually a really interesting trade i don't want Pittman necessarily mm-hmm. but at this time of the year i don't really i would rather be fragile and elite um i don't know if this is a dynasty or not but if i was gonna if i'm if i'm a contender i'm probably still just gonna stick with olave because he seems like the best of that group Mm-hmm. But if I'm in Dynasty, I would try to probably move away from being fragile. So I might, even though I don't like Dylan or Pittman right now, to get three assets like that, whose value in two weeks, the narratives can change so fast, could put them into a one-for-one kind of trade conversation. For you, that might be a good move. Yeah, I mean, generally, I, I go with the best player, which would be Alave here. But yeah, when you get three assets like that, that you could potentially sell off yeah you you know if it's or dynasty, play, you know by weeks i mean people forget i mean I'll, i always one of my favorite things to do in the summertime is go back and look at the winning roster of my the guy i played or whoever it was that won my league and there's always like two or three names in there that like nobody had even basically heard of you know what i mean week three of the nfl season so you know and it's you know maybe that is aj Dillon. what if he suddenly becomes crazy so like you said if you can diversify assets and get low low cap that could go high you know um that's that yeah i mean if, if i made that deal i'd be probably looking to sell Pittman and see oh yeah 100 percent so like, I wouldn't be talking about Pittman the way I do right now. I would suddenly be talking about how amazing he is. And if he, I mean, everyone's <laughs> sending Pittman gifts. And then the second he hits like 75 yards and a touchdown, he's gone. He's gone. Yeah. <laughs> so I would probably by default stay with Alave, but I, I could see if you're, if, if you're, you're a wheeler you dealer, get some, if you're willing to, to sell those other guys off, you may be better in the long run. <laughs> Brad with a burn. Pittman now, no <laughs> no more offensive questions. IDB spots. Yeah, I know. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, Barnes and Rodriguez are is out or Singleton. Barnes, if Rodriguez is out or Singleton, I'll play Barnes. That's um, yeah, no Barnes. That spot. Yeah, Barnes. Barnes over Singleton. I mean, you know, with Josie Jewell back, being back, Singleton's just not not getting the playing time. Yeah. Um, 
you know, they, they basically, if, if uh, Jewel's out, then Singleton takes the lead. And if um, Jewel's back, he takes the lead. And then, you know, either way, Jonas Griffith is in the second spot. So play Duran Harmon. Yeah. I think he's uh kind of at this point, he's a must play because I mean, all the linebackers are gone and then um, they just cut Abram. Right. So he kind of by default is a starting defensive back. Right. Yeah, I mean, d- depending on what your options are, yeah, he's a pretty, pretty decent play. I mean, or just abandon ship, <laughs> <laughs> get rid of everybody yeah, I mean, from the Raiders. You're a Raiders fan, there was never a better time to just jump off. I mean, you're already almost underwater. Uh, all right, we'll answer a couple more questions, and we're gonna get my man Leo out of here again. Appreciate your time, brother. It's been really oh, yeah, fun thanks, hanging thanks out for having me talking. on, Jordan. Appreciate um, it. This is another offensive question, so we'll skip it. Sorry, Flex, uh, Flex Order Chino, come back on Sunday. All right, Brad Gilbert, you'll finish this out here. Oh, we'll do this one quickly. Is Frankie Louvu for real? I defer. Oh, that's a tough Luvu. one. He's even the team. The team hasn't trusted him completely. Um, I think us in the IDP community want him to, to get a full time job, and you know he's looked good. He looked good at the first start of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they were playing around with even the green dot went from you know, Shaq to Luvu to back to Shaq and Shaq's now the hundred percent guy. I don't know where the snaps ended up last night, but you know, I know yeah, the Luvu whole put up good numbers. Array. Luvu put up good numbers last week. You know, do I, do I trust, I trust Luvu even past this, you know, this next week. I, I don't know that I do. Do I, do I trust how they're going to, what they're going to do with them next year? It's mm-hmm. just a, it's a guess at this point, really. Yeah. He's um, showcased that he can be a guy, but I mean, so have guys like, Perryman and so have guys like Littleton and so have guys like Joe Schobert who are still floating around out there so again hold lightly is he for real we don't know if right now he's real right now yeah yeah and, and the team is right. even used they've even used him some off the edge so it's like you don't even know how the team is going to use him which he plays yeah. off the edge that could sometimes cut into his tackle production so yeah. you really don't know all right so we got our last question we will be fielding today is from Brad Rank the best for Dynasty, <clears throat> uh, for a Dynasty hold, a.k.a. order of potential drops for any playoff push waiver wire. So you got Deo Odenigbo. That's the defensive end for the Colts. He's got Boogie. He's got Pascal. And he's got Isaiah Thomas. That's a tough one. I know if you asked me at the, at the start of the year, I would have gone Deo, but um, I don't know that he's done much. I mean, and Pascal, you know, he wasn't in my rankings before, and he's he's starting to to make something for him. So, I mean, dynasty hold that's a tough tough one. Um, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to to Deo just based off what I had knew going into the season. But mm-hmm. the nice thing to... is, whoever you drop or don't drop is gonna be probably be there for you to pick up if something changes. Yeah, I, I generally don't get that too far down the D line list, you know, I, I start, yeah. my studs. <laughs> no, I no. mean, I concentrate on the top, you know, the top 20 D line. Like I, I really don't get too far into yeah. those leads. Yeah. All right. One last question. Kirby Joseph over Barnes or talkie talkie. Um, no, not over, <laughs> not over. If, if yeah. maybe over Barnes right now, if, if, if Rodrigo isn't yeah. playing, then no. And then over talkie talkie, honestly, I probably would play him over talkie talkie actually. Yeah, I, I'd probably go Taki Taki. I'm I'm assuming JLK's out, and you know Taki. I'm assuming Taki Taki gets 80 percent snaps. He'll get some tackles. Um, so I, I would I would go Taki Taki. 
word. All right, let me see if I can get this pulled up. All right, well, IDP Army, fantasy football fanatics, thanks for joining us. Um, go check out my rankings and Mace's rankings, idparmy.com. You can follow my man Leo on Twitter, Master IDP, and then his rankings. I know some of them are free, some of them are behind a paywall, but he also does tweets where he'll send out the top dozen, two dozen guys. So if you are interested in what those look like, and he sends those out a couple times a week so they get updated. So uh, go give him a follow out there. Any last or not last, hopefully not last, any uh, any goodbyes to the, to wish the people as we roll out of here? No, just, I mean, good, good luck to everybody this week. I hope uh, everybody... Gets a, another win on, under their belt and uh, a little bit closer to making the playoffs and uh, gearing up for the, the postseason. So good luck to everybody. Yep, let's go win. Let's go take home some titles. Let's go kick in some uh, kick in some doors. Do it IDP Army style. Show the world IDP Army is cool. Again, appreciate you, Leo. Shout out to everybody in the IDP Army. Shout out to all the guys uh, that could not be here today. Shout out to Mace. It's Veterans Day. Um, appreciate your service, brother. We love you. And uh, yeah, until next time. Adios. Thanks, guys. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.